On R2C2, CC Sabathia and Ryan Rucco guide listeners through everything going on in the MLB, NBA, and NFL. They also talk to friends, athletes, and celebrities about the world of sports and much more. Check out R2C2 with CC Sabathia and Ryan Rucco on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. Take a shot at betting the NBA with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub, filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and bet live same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit rg-help.com. Surprise, surprise. I know many of you did not expect to hear my voice, at least here on a Wednesday evening, but an emergency pod calls when Corey Kluber throws the first Yankee no-hitter since Dr. K, Dwight Gooden on May the 14th, 1996 against the Seattle Mariners. And yes, I'm well aware of the fact that David Wells and David Cohn threw back-to-back perfect games in 98-99. But for all intents and purposes, first Yankee no-no in like 20 years. How about that? Holy moly. That was fun to watch. Now, I understand the no-hitter is getting, dare I say, devalued. You look at Texas, you look at Seattle, and you look at Cleveland. All three of those teams have been no-hit twice already this year. So I know a lot of people are going to look at the no-hitter today, and they're going to say, oh, it doesn't mean as much. It's not the same. Yada, yada, yada. A no-hitter is a no-hitter is a no-hitter. And... This is where yours truly has to eat a little bit of crow. I was not in love with the Corey Kluber signing. I wondered, quite frankly, how much gas he had left in the tank after not pitching the last two years. And just think about how the stars needed to align for something like this to happen. That's why anybody's going to say, all right, no hitters, they don't mean anything, blah, blah, blah. They can be devalued, they're still special. The Texas Rangers had Corey Cooper on their team last year. Last year, we did not have fans in attendance at any of these ballparks. So the Texas Rangers go and make Corey Cooper bobbleheads that they're going to give out during the game. At some point in 2020, Cooper gets hurt, there's no fans in the building, they got 30-something bobbleheads sitting around their stadium. So they said, well, when are we going to give these bad boys out? Cooper making a start down in Arlington against the Texas Rangers, now wearing a Yankee uniform. Let's give out Corey Cooper's bobblehead tonight. You get his bobblehead on a day he throws a no-hitter. That's baseball, Susan. That's incredible shit right there. That's incredible. I'll give you another story in which it feels like the stars are aligning. So you guys remember when we had Jerry Ferrara on the podcast a few weeks ago. So he texted me a video, I kid you not, of him in his garage finding 
a helmet cup from Corvell. You know, the helmet cups you get, vanilla, chocolate, whatever. He wrote on the back of the helmet cup the date of the Andy Hawkins no-hitter in which the Yankees lost. I kid you not, God is my witness. Jerry will tweet it out. I'll probably tweet it out later. Send me this text at around 7.30, 7.45 at night. Where am I? Walking into Carvel to get two for one Sundays on a Wednesday. I mean, if that's not the stuff of stars aligning, what is, folks? It's amazing how wacky and weird shit works out like that. Coincidence? Maybe. I feel like I got to get Carvel now every time I'm watching a baseball game. You never know. It might be the sign that a no-hitter is on the horizon, at least for me and Jerry Ferrara. But then you think about Kluber's stuff tonight. And I was a critic of the signing. His stuff has been terrific. And it's not the overwhelming velocity that gets you. It's the movement within his slider. strapping off the table. It's been really, really a weapon, and it's been dancing for him. It's been awesome. This is a weak hitting Texas team. He had it cooking. But you need a couple of plays to go your way if you're going to throw a no-hitter. The in-between hop that Gio Urshela fielded. How about the in-between hop in the ninth inning? That one made you made, made it look easy. And it always ends up working out in these no-hitters. That something wacky happens in the game and maybe somebody is in the field that shouldn't be in the field or the ball in many ways finds a way to quote-unquote find them. Well, Tyler Wade ends up going into the outfield because the Yankees have an injury to Ryan Lamar. So Tyler Wade, who never plays the outfield, the guy, yeah, he can do it, but he's more shortstop, second baseman, whatever. He's in right field. And one out in the ninth inning. Off the bat, I thought that was a base hit. As you watch Tyler Wade, one, you know, he runs in, he makes the play. Boom. You need that luck on your side if you're going to go and throw a no-no. Yes, I know there have been six already this year. Seven, if you want to count the Madison Baumgartner, seven inning no-no. When you haven't seen one as a Yankee fan in 20 years, it still gives you some goosebumps. I know I was into it. I was hanging on the edge of my seat. I'm hooting and hollering on every single pitch. That brightens up a day. Holy moly, that brightens up a day. And my goodness, Cooper, he strikes me as the guy that could shoot 15 on the par, and is going to act the same way if he shot 120 on the golf course. I mean, you wouldn't know that Corey Cooper threw a no-hitter after this game. I mean, you would have no idea. He is as cool, calm, collected as it gets. But I say it all the time, folks. You can't be something that you're not. Can't be something that you're not. So you're not going to be over the top and crazy and zany if that's not your way and you're not an excitable dude. Corey Cooper will now forever go down in Yankee history as he throws the first no-no since Dwight Gooden in 1996. And if you count the perfect games, going back to David Cohn in 1999. How to throw an outfield. And it's amazing. You look at the graphic of Yankee no-hitters. They have the Andy Hawkins one up there. The eight-inning debacle against the White Sox in 1990. One that will be forever a memory. For our main man, Jerry Ferrara. Great night. Great night.
And for a guy like Huber to go through the adversity he has over the last few years, the questions you've had about whether or not he can regain form, I know it's a weak hitting Texas team, but you've seen it now on plenty of occasions. This is a guy who can regain form and be a real difference maker for the Yankees in this rotation. And on Wednesday night, it was his night. A no-hitter. Super cool. Sixth no-hitter in Major League Baseball this year. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So I figured we'd catch up. Had to be done. Why the hell not? There's a no-hitter in Yankee land. We got to pop on. We got a couple of reaction voicemails. That's how we roll around here. So let's get right to it. Who's on the horn? JJ, Charlie from Woodside. Holy shit. I mean, Corey Kluge with the no-hitter. I mean, I mean, mad props. And, I mean, I'm stunned watching him. I mean, no-hit. And on back of January, you say, like, you like the tie-on deal more than Kluber. I actually like Kluber deal a lot more because uh, on the broadcast, keep saying, like, April, he's, April, he's going off a slow start, like 5 ERA. Uh, then he picks it up. Then so far, Kluber has picked it up, picked it up so much, and – Compared to Tyone, I, 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 I mean, I mean, he's like five and fly, well, less than five, and he's a bullpen killer. But my goodness, uh, I mean, I thought the Kluber signing, I was optimistic more, but my goodness, so far, it's paid dividends right now, JJ. Uh, keep up the good, good pod, and later, JJ. Charlie, hit on something right now that's very important, folks. I thought Jamison Tyon would be a bigger pickup for this team than Corey Kluber. That does not appear to be the case two months into this year. Tyon is still trying to find himself. Kluber, after a shaky first couple of starts, has completely rounded in the form. What we watched against the Tigers and what we watched in this no-no against Texas, this is the Corey Kluber you saw with the Cleveland Indians. A legitimate game changer. Sliders dancing. Ball is moving. Throwing a 12th-no-hitter in New York Yankee history, including the postseason. Big boy shit right there. Fun night. Big boy moment. Kluber. Who had Corey Kluber throwing a no-hitter this year? Not me, that's for sure. Who's up next? JJ Johnson-Skremski. What's going on? It's Logan from Melbourne, Australia. I just wanted to know, do you, how many no-hitters do you think the Yankees will have this season? Do you think DeGrom will get one this season? If so, how many do you think the Mets will get? Love you, bud. Well, I appreciate it down under, Logan. Appreciate it. It's tough to assume that a New York team is going to get a no-hitter. Regardless of the amount that you're seeing throughout the sport, and I know offense is way down, I can't tell you with certainty that Cole or DeGrom is going to be able to throw one because it's got to be a night. It's got to be a night where the stars align and everything's working your way and you're going up against a lineup that has absolutely no chance and they don't get lucky along the way. They don't bloop one in. There's no in-between hops. There's no nonsense. So, I would wager that we will not see another New York no-hitter this year. That's my guess. Got one, though. And if your money was on Corey Kluber going back to the beginning of the year, well, holy moly, you made yourself a whole lot of money. I'm re-watching these highlights right now. That play off the bat of Culberson, that is a tough play by LeMayu. Tough play. And then the Wade ball, he had to run a long way. Now, maybe it's due to his inexperience out in the outfield. But you see him moving like crazy. Crazy. Thankfully, the ball hit the Glaber was as easy as it gets. So, I might be more excited than Corey Cooper tonight. 
great night in Yankee land. We're back tomorrow with our Thursday pod. Mike Woodson, the former Nick coach, the Indiana coach, and he was on Tibbs staff this year. He's going to join us. We'll have you covered with all the Knicks-Hawks stuff across the board. We'll recap the Mets series with the Braves. Tough way to see this series come to a close. Acuna walking it off like you won Game 7 of the World Series. I mean, holy moly. Guy, you lost two out of three games here in this series. Let's, let's cool the Jets a little bit. We'll have a lot more on that. We'll recap this Yankee series against the Texas Rangers. The emergency pot alive and well. Cooper does a no-hitter. We're rocking and rolling. We'll talk to you tomorrow. JJ out. Be good, everybody.